Okay, now those who, those. For all of us who have a phone edition, please turn your pages to. In Parshas, we have two sets. This week, Parshas Bahar We will discuss an Indian in Parshas Bahar. And let me just give you, uh, just inform you that we will be mentioning many halakas. But I request not to go into the detail. I will not go into details. And therefore, those who have issues to raise in relation to the details or whatever, please be so kind and check it out in Rashi or in Rambam or in Chinuch and the like. No, I mean to say because whatever. I, I'm really scratching the surface because I'm being, there's a, there's a section of the Rabbi Chover on this which he, he brings up different issues. I'm going to try my best to, to, to limit the amount of information. Just to zero in on the topic. The scope of the analysis. Yeah, yeah, yeah but that's the great <laughs> Okay, and, and, and it's a, my, the emis, it's a double portion in Gorshay. Shot! Okay. In Parshas Bahar, the beginning, we learn about Shemitah, Shviz. Okay. It's been already introduced in Parshas Mishpotim in short, and the Chinuch records different mitzvahs. <laughs> based on Parshas Mishpati of Shemitah, those who recall, and in Chinuch Mitzvah Pei Dalet, there you will see the Mitzvah of Shemitah. Uh, nevertheless, in Bahar, there are many details of the Mitzvah of Shviyas and Shemitah, which is the sabbatical year, and there are many halachas which relate to the sabbatical year. In general, if you will just take a glimpse at the Chumish, we will see as follows. In Parshas Bahar, which is page 696, you will see that the Torah mentions two positive mitzvahs and two negative mitzvahs. And that is, it says in the Torah and Pasuk Gimel. In other words, there's a, a general, excuse me. Uh, what am I saying? What am I saying? Excuse me. What I said was wrong. I'm sorry. There's one general mitzvah, Bishof Saha Orek Shabbos Lashem. That is a mitzvah that they should be, the land should rest or the person should rest on the sabbatical year, on the seventh year. Okay, now when it comes to the lavi, to the negative, to the transgressions, the Torah enumerates them. And listen to what the Torah says. The Torah says, in Pasuk Dalek, the Torah says, Uvashona Hashviz, Shabbos Shabbos, and Gihila Oret, Shabbos Lashem. Sotcholoi Sizra, this is what's important for us. Sotcholoi Sizra, Vacharma Choloi Sizma. The Torah says, you should not sow the land. Plant, right? So the land, the karma you should not prune the vine. Because by pruning the vine, you will make it grow. So you're not allowed to do that. Then we go. Go, excuse me. Excuse me. How do you? Ich will sein gut und sorgen, er kann durchgehen. Is there only a risk? Next. Yeah. For the biter. Then the Torah says, Hey, There's in Venizirach, Torah says, Even the Sviach Ktsircha. And that is new trends of the aftergrowth. Because you can't plow and sow in the year of the sabbatical year. But if there's an aftergrowth, it grows on its own. So even that, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Which that refers to the to the sodcha, to the to the harvest, right? Don't harvest. 
Bas Inven is Irachaloi Siftzer. Hashem says you shouldn't either pluck, pick the grapes. So we see the Torah speaks about the soda and the carrot. And it tells you the not to sow and not to prune. And the Torah says also not to harvest and not to and not to pick the grapes. That's all for the sabbatical year. Let's, let's just also, now the Torah goes on and tells us the Shnas Hashviz. Then we go on, starting from Pasuk Ches, the Torah tells us that we have to count 49 years. And then we have the Shnas, uh, in, in Pasuk Tes, the Torah tells us that we have the Shnas Hayoyvel, right? That's the Jubilee year, right? That's the 50th year. Torah says that is the 50th year. And the Torah goes on to tell us in Posek Yud Aleph <coughs> that the 50th year has all, Russia brings it to, already to our attention, the 50th year has all the criteria of, uh, in relation to what we just discussed at least, there are differences. For instance, uh, uh, okay, we're not going to different, again, we're not going into details, excuse me, I'm just, you know, not following with what I introduced. Uh, <clears throat> this what we just in, uh, mentioned, and that is in relation to not to not to sow the land, and not to prune the vine. Which basically this is talking about the the, the, the land, the soda, and the elon, right? Okay, the tree and the and the and the and the, and the grain. Okay. And the same goes for uh, to pr the pruning and the and the, um, uh, harvesting. Yeah. So the Torah says in Pasuk Yudalef, in Yoivel, the same applies. Let's read the Pasuk in Yoivel. The Torah says, all oh, what applies in, in Shemitah applies in Yoivel. The Torah says, but it enumerates, it spells it out. Yudalef, Yoivel, Right? So the Torah says, don't sow, don't be coated, don't harvest the Svichem, the aftergrowth. Don't either be uh, pluck, uh, pick the grapes. Now, if you notice, it's obvious. One of them isn't mentioned. There's an omission, right? And that is, uh, you should not uh, uh, prune, you should not prune the vine. doesn't say that, right? Good. Just bear that in mind. Good enough? Good. I didn't have to say it now. I could have said it later. But I'm going to say bear it in mind because we're looking at the commission. Yeah, fair. Okay, that's just one detail which we will discuss tonight. Not, uh, uh, not I will. I will just introduce what the Mephorshim say. Good. The Rabbi Chavar Goin. The Rabbi Chavar Goin has a question. And he asks as follows. And he raises the question when it comes to Yoivel. He says, why when it comes to Yoivel, and Torah tells us the prohibitions in Yudal, Yoivel he, we said it's identical to Shviz, except for that omission. We'll soon discuss. Why in Yovel does the Torah speak in plural? Loshen Rabbi. Loisizro, plural. Loisikturu, plural. Loisivturu, plural. And in Shviz, the Torah says in Posik Hey, the Torah prohibits what we just mentioned, the Torah says. Uh, sorry, and also in Pasigdal. Correct? Asks the Rabbi Shabbat going, Pshat. Why, when it comes to Yoivel, does the Torah speak in plural? And why, when it comes to Shemitah, he speaks in singular? Simple question. 
Now, I've uh, in, looked through some of the didn't find, actually, I'm surprised I didn't find, maybe I didn't look good enough, that the Mephorsha and Mikrosha don't seem to be bothered with it. Maybe they are, they, whatever, but I didn't find much. I did find that the Ponim Yofois deals with certain differences and details of expression of the Torah, etc., etc., between these four psukim, between the Pasuk Gimbal and the Pasuk Dalit, excuse me, Pasuk Dalit and Pasuk Hay, and the Pasuk we're discussing now. Uh, if you'll take a look, you'll see there are differences. Okay, I'm not going to go into those differences. We're going to deal with directly with what the Rabbi deals with. Okay, and this is as follows. Now, the Rabbi Shabbat has something, would you believe? Something very simple to say. If one inspects the Indian, investigates the Indian, one will see that what the Rogachev was saying is actually uh, very authoritative. He, he, comes, he has some back. In other words, he knew very... There's a lot of information behind it all. But he says it, and now please God bring to you the information to substantiate what he says. But just looking at what he says, it seems very simple. You're fair. Shut! But what is interesting, you'll soon see what it be just uh, to introduce to you and to, you'll appreciate what's going on. This is as follows. I would, like I say, I was looking for who discusses this plural. And Benes, Mamasha Benes. Why do I say a Nes? Because that, that's what happened. I'm sitting and looking at turning pages in Rzuch and Rzuch. And Benes, my eyes fall onto a lotion of a Minchas Chinuch. In Minchas Chinuch, on the Chinuch, is the commentary on the Chinuch, in Mitzvah Shin Lamed Gimel, which is the Mitzvah in this parasha, in Parashas Bahar. He brings to our attention, he has, he raises, he, he quotes a quote of the Sefer Achimu. And on this, he refers us to a Sefer of the Mishnah Lamel called Parashas Drochim. And the Parashas Drochim raises an issue with the Loshon quoted in the Chinuch. Now, the Parashas Drochim is the Mishnah Lamel, is a known commentary, commentary on the Rambam. Uh, he too wrote a Sefer, Parashas Drochim, which is right here. And which is droshes, which is a lot of lomdis, etc. And in the back section, he has he deals with the sefer mitzvahs. And there he raises an issue. He has an issue with the Rambam in the second section called Derech Mitzvah Secha. He has a problem with the Loshna Rambam and Mitzvah Simen in Simen Reish Chov Dalit, where there the Rambam speaks about the halachas of Yoven, right? In the sefer mitzvahs, where the Rambam uh, introduces for us and enumerates for us the mitzvahs which relate to Yoven. Okay, which is, in principle, that's what the Chinuch does. The Chinuch is recording what the Rambam writes. So the Minchas Chinuch brings to our attention what the Mishnah Lamelech says on the language of the Rambam, the terminology of the Rambam, the phrase of the Rambam, the, the expression of the Rambam, the words of the Rambam, and he, which is the identical words in the Sefer HaChinuch. And he says, look, look there and you'll see that there's a problem with this. What's the issue? The issue is as follows. The precise issue, the, it, it's, it relates to what we just mentioned. The Rambam is trying to find reasoning. Why is it? Not why. But the facts are, we mentioned before, that when it comes to Shvi's Torah says, Loisizra and Loisizmer. Loitikzer and Loisifzer. When it comes to Yovel, as I just mentioned, Torah says only. Loisizra, Loisikzuru, Loisifzer. Torah does not tell us that one should... Torah does not say by Yoivel that you should not prune the vine. Correct? It only tells it doesn't deal with the trees, in other words. It deals only with the crop. Right? With the grain. And it tells us, Sotcha Lois Israel. 
Listen to what the Rambam says, which is in principle, which is in essence the words of the Chinuch. The Rambam says, Mitzvah simen jireish chavdal. Hizir me'avoy desaharetz v'shnas ha'yoyvel. Hashem tells us to refrain from doing work in the year, the jubilee year. V'hu oimre. This is what the Torah says. Lo yisizro. Yeah, you shouldn't suck. K'moisha omar b'shmita. Like the Torah says, sot cholis yisro. Correct? As we said. K'moisha ha'shmita osurbo. Just as in shmita, the Torah prohibits. Ben avoy desaharetz. Ben avoy desaharetz. Just as the Torah prohibits the work in the land, the plowing of the land, the sowing of the land, both in relation to the actual land and also in relation to the trees, right? It says clearly in the Torah, the pruning of the vine and also the Gesot Cholos Yisro is Kach These are words of the Ramah. The same applies to the Yoyva. Correct? So basically the Ramah is saying that you should know all the halachas apply even though the Torah doesn't specify trees. Then the Ramah says, Olafichach, Olafichach, therefore, Omar loisizro'u al haklal koilel eretz ve'ila. Says the Rambam, due to the fact that the yoivel is identical to the Shemitah, and the halochas of yoivel are just like Shemitah, and just like by Shemitah the Torah enumerates, that the prohibitions of transgressions and the, what a person has to refrain from is both to the land and to the trees, so the same applies to the yoivel. Says he, that's why the Torah says, in other words, a general term. The Ram, these are the words of the Ram. Therefore, the Ram, the Torah says, al a general term, which incorporates both the land, Eretz, the Elam, and the tree. So even though the Torah didn't highlight the specified tree, the Lois's row incorporates the tree. Now, the Mishnah Lamelech understood that what the Rambam meant was this that the Torah speaks in plural. Sha still. This Mishnah Lamelech Milonu Godl Mimenu Tatazisa. And the Milchas Chinuch is very happy with it. And the proof of the pudding is he quotes it. And he says, look there, that the Mishnah Lamelech is not happy with the Rambam, he's not happy with the Chinuch either. And he says, from the, it's, it, it's, he says he doesn't understand. Says the Mishnah Lamelech, he doesn't understand. He just takes it for granted. He says he doesn't understand how the Rambam understood that due to the fact that it says Lois is row plural, that it's telling you that you shouldn't just plow the field, sow the field, you shouldn't either prune the tree. We're not, Lois is row doesn't re, plural, doesn't the plural doesn't refer to the species, to the, to the crop and to the tree, it refers to the people. The plural, right? In the, 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 the plural text of the, of the posuk, right? The grammar in the posuk, Lois's row, means, that's what you meant to say, wonderful. The Pesha Mishlomelov says that, right? He says it doesn't understand the Rambam. How could the Rambam say the Lois's row, plural, is including both the, the field and the tree? Lois's row is addressing the people. Hashem says in plural, you, all of you people, don't sow. Right? So what's going on here? What's in this, in this Rambam? doesn't understand. He ends up saying he doesn't understand. The word, the, the, he concludes, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. And then he goes on to say, you know, he says, he doesn't understand. What are you making a whole issue of this expression anyway? 
He says, you know, because the Torah starts speaking in plural, that's why he continues on speaking in plural. Look, take the Pasuk right before that. It says, Vikidashtem, Pasuk Yud. Vikidashtem Hamishim, that's plural, to many. Vishaftem Ishel many, right? Then he says, Lois is that's what it says. Voices wrong, plural. So what are you making an issue? What's the big deal? And he says, if you want to juxtapose to Shemitah, Shemitah it's singular, right? He says, you know why it's singular there? Even though it starts off to speak in plural? Take a look. He says, the Pasuk, in Pasuk Beis, it says, He's speaking to the Klal Yisrael. Not to every individual you. Klal Yisrael as a, as a nation. Right? He's speaking to them in plural. He says, but then it goes on to say, So because it continues on in singular, right? It says, because in the Pesachimel it says, starts going to singular. He's speaking to the individuals. So he says, therefore, he goes on in Pesachimel when he speaks about the issues of the halachas of Shemitah. Therefore, he also continues on to speaking in singular. Says the Mishnah Lomelech. And Bemela, therefore, what are you making a fuss about the Lysis Rome? It doesn't understand Bachlal. We're not talking about people. We're talking about, we're not talking about species. We're talking about people. And don't make an issue about the people because then what's going on here? In other words, it's normal. We should speak in the, that language. Then he says, if the Rambam, what is the Rambam says is correct, that it's incorporating Lysis Rome because it says plural. It's incorporating both the field and the, and the tree. He says, what are you going to do when it comes to Lysis Rome and Lysis Rome? There's nothing in the Chazal, there's nothing missing by Yoivel. Yoivel has all the halachas of Shemitah. There's nothing more in Shemitah than there is in Yoivel, nothing more in Yoivel than there is in Shemitah. So the Lysifteru means literally Sifteru, only the, the, the harvest. And Lysifteru means the, 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 the picking of the, of, the, of the vine, nothing more than that. So what does it say there in plural? What are you going to say there? Anyway, he ends up saying, I don't know, Pshat. Good? Pshat. Rav Chaim Heller, one of, the, one of the greatest exponents of the Sefer HaMitzvahs in the past generation. He was, I believe, I mean, it's a fair bit of history. He was, uh, he was Rab, with Rav Moshe Soloveitchik in Yeshiva University, but he was a Rav in Berlin, in Besmedrish Rabbonim, I believe. He was a big Talmud Chochem and a big researcher, and a big Vahulu, Vahulu, whatever. Chaim Heller lived in the United States. Uh, he wrote a commentary on the Rambam Sefer HaMitzvah. So on this Siv Meresh Chavdalet, he brings to our attention a Sefer called Mayan HaChochma. Now the Sefer Mayan HaChochma is a Rav who was a Rav in Berlin, but going back about 350 years ago, one of the great Gdeli HaRabbonim. So in the Sefer Mayan HaChochma, he deals with Mingan HaMitzvah and the specific details of Mitzvahs, etc. And he brings to our attention the Loshna Rambam and is also very much disturbed with, the, he brings the Parashas Drochim, the question of the parasha Zerachim, he says, what's Pshat and Rambam? Los? Let me finish to say all the Pirushim, and it could very well be what you want to say, Pashut, they say. So you're Machad. With pleasure, okay? With pleasure, because that's what the Shir is all about, 100%. Let me conclude, and then I'll, yeah. So the Mayna Chochba wants to say as follows, he says, you know, the Rambam never meant, of course, he says, the parasha Zerachim is right. Lois's row is definitely referring to what? To the people. That's why it's in plural. Why? But the Rambam never said that because it's Losher and Rabin, because it's plural, therefore I'm incorporating the trees <coughs> together with the field. 
Never said that in the Rambam. The Rambam used, the language the Rambam uses is only as follows. The Loshna Rambam is, is as follows. The Rambam says, Loisizro al haklal, koileil eretz ve'ilam, al haklal. So he understood that it is Loshay Rabbim because it's plural, right? He says the Rambam never meant to speak about because it's plural. If it's a, because it's a plural text, right? It refers to the people and not to the field and the, and, the, and the tree. What then? The Rambam means as follows. He says two pshatim. He says, number one, take a look and let's juxtapose this with, 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 with Shemitah. There it says, Sodcha loisizra. Sodcha loisizra. Your field you shouldn't sow. And here it says, in other words, whenever it comes to every all the other details, when it comes to Ktsira, it says Sfichel. When it comes to Bitsira, it says Nizirel. But that is identical to Shemitah, where there too it's referring to the Sfichim and to what? And to the to the Nizirel, right? But when it comes to Sloisis Ro, by the Shvis, it says Sotcholoisizra. The Kharmacholoisizma. Here the Torah generalizes. Loisizro. It doesn't say sotcha loit sotchem sdechem loitizro. The Mela says the Mayanachoch, but that's what the Rambam meant. He uses a loshoin al haklal koilel eretz ve'ilon. It says loisizro haklal klal. It doesn't specify sotcha like he specified there. In other words, why shmita? Because the Torah specifies sotcha loisizro. Therefore, the Torah has to tell you the charmacha loisizmer. But here the Torah doesn't bother specifying Sotcha, so it's sufficient just to say Loisizro. Loisizro refers both to a general thing, generally, Loisizro, which may refer both to Soda, to the crop, to the grain, and also it can refer also to the tree. Good, Poshut, that's your Pshat, Yashakoyach Rabbi Raskin. This Pshat is also brought by the Rashash in his. Uh, in his uh, references to the Rambam, it seems. In other words, I saw it in the newly published Rambam, Shapsi Frankel, newly published. It's just out in the market for the last 10 years, whatever. But in the Shapsi Frankel, Reb Shapsi Frankel, okay, Oliver Shalom, in the Frankel edition of the Rambam, uh, yeah, in Hilche Shemitah V'yevel Perik Yud, so he re- I don't have the Rashash on, on Rambam, but I'll call him in the Sefer Alikutim, there he brings the the Rashash on the Rambam, where the Rambam, he basically says, he brings from Gemoras, and he says as follows, you should know, that he says from Gemorah, he brings one Gemorah, I think it's Erechen, where, where it says, uh, Sot, is row, in other words, Sotcha would refer, is, Sotcha means only the crop, and not trees. But Loisiz row refers also to trees, not just to the crop. So therefore he says, just like the Ma'ina Chochma is basically saying, that's what the Torah doesn't say, sot, because the Torah doesn't say, Sotcha lo Yisro, that's what the Rambam meant, lo Yisro, it omits the, the Sotcha. Um, another Pshat the Ma'ina Chochma says, look, without looking at Shviz, it says, lo Yisro, lo Yisro, lo Yisro, the Rambam means that there's another Pshat he gives. He says, look, the correct uh, phrase, phraseology, or the correct sequence of the Pesach, the Torah should have said, we find someone Tanakh, he brings Psukim, where we find that when we say Loisizro, it specifies, the Pasik specifies what we're referring to. It doesn't just say Loisizro. 
So Iflois Israel is referring to a specific species, a specific type of Zria, the Torah should have specified and highlighted and, and, uh, and zero in to what we were talking about. Like it says, like Sitzeru, what are we talking about? Not harvesting, the Svichin. We say not to, not to pick, you shouldn't pick the grapes. So when it says, like Sitzeru, you should have said, as Zriisel, Zriisel, I forgot the Pesach equals. Due to the fact that it says in a general expression, again, this is another shot of his. That's the Loshna Rambam. It says, Lois is raw a la klal. It says, Lois is raw the klal. It doesn't go out to uh, address it or specify what we're referring to. It's Lois is raw in general, not like the next psukim of Siktsuru and Siktsuru. So, therefore, that incorporates also the tree. Rav Chaim Heller himself, after he brings this, he says, The Mayan Achachm is Matchik. He doesn't like his pshat. His pshatim. Doesn't bother quoting it, but I have to look up a man of man. Man of Chochma, man of Chochma. So he says it's a doichik. Matchik atzmoi be pirusha, and he says the Rambam is poshut. And that is, and basically it, it, it boils down to what the, one of the, the, the principle of what the Rashash says. He doesn't quote the Rashash. And that is, he says in, in the, in, in, in the gra- Hebrew grammar, Loshin Kodesh, they're a balay diktuk, right? They wrote the Sefer rules, principles for Hebrew grammar. And the, so there is uh, the Radak wrote a Sefer Hasharoshim, Rabdavid Kimchi, there's Ibn Jenach, all different Sforim in relation to Hebrew grammar, right? Lashon Kodesh. So he brings that there's a Machloikis by the, those who, who have written, the Rishonim, who wrote Sforim on Hebrew grammar, there's an argument, Parshat Id, where it says the Lashon Sizro or Zriya, does that refer only to crop and grain? Does it also refer to trees? Is that a general term? Or is it a specific term? So, says Rabbi Chaim Heller, Poshut the Rambam is following with those opinions in the Sifre Diktuk, who are of the opinion that Zriya, the term, expression of Zriya, refers and incorporates not just to crop and grain, but it refers also to, to trees. Bemela, therefore, that's what the Rambam is saying, that one shouldn't learn the Psukim to say that the Torah is... A, Exempting Elon of that Din Yoyvel doesn't apply to Elon. No, it's not so. You should know that Loisiz Ro is a laklal koilel eretz ve'ilon. That's what Rabbi Chaim Heller says. Harav Kook in Shailas Yeshuvas Mishpat Koyin Yad Mitmanish Bavarfu. Okay, good. In Mishpat Koyin Simon Peches. There was a Dr. Young, Leo Jung, J-U-N-G, Young. I remember when I was a kid, he was the been in the United States, because he was like popular. He writes a tshuva at uh, Rav Kook. Rav Kook is somewhere, I forgot, I don't remember the name of the shtot. He says he has no svorim there, but he asks him, he writes to him about this Rambam. In the Sefer HaMitzvah, how do we understand this Rambam? The outcome, anyway, back and forth. It's Rav Cook himself. Once, without going into the, all the fine details, I'm just just the gist of what he says. Basically, he says as follows: He says, uh, incorporating the words of Dr. Young, Jung, Young, okay, uh, Leo Jung, uh, yeah, Young, and that is that he says the Rambam was bothered with the Loshin Rabbi, and that is in relation he juxtaposed this to, to Shemitah. Here we're going to we'll bring you to the attention of the Loshan Rabbi. We started over that question. Right? Why does it say here Loshan Yachin? Here it says Loshan Rabbi. So we see already, number one, it's clear from the Mishnah Lamelech that uh, 
he was under the impression the Rambam is treating the Loshin Rabbi, but not so much juxtaposing Shmita, but in general, right? Loshin Rabbi. Uh, the Rav Kuk already says that, no, the Rambam looks easily in the Pesukim, and it says here, Loshin Yochit, singular, and it comes to Yoiva Loshin Rabbi. So the Rambam learned as follows. He brings Gemaras, different Gemaras, where we see the Gemara says, Im so we learn it for something else. In other words, the Rambam learned that, of course, Loisiz Ro says Rav Kook. Loisiz Ro definitely is referring to the individuals, to addressing the people, that you shouldn't sow and plant. But the Rambam didn't, real, didn't understand who we're talking to. Of course, Hashem is speaking to the Jewish people. Who else are we incorporating here? Right? So why is there a need to speak in plural? So he's M.A., so the Rambam learned on his own, like the Gemara's principle. The Gemara has this principle in many places in the Shas. If it doesn't, we cannot apply it to the context of the posse. In other words, to the one we're referring it to. So we'll refer it to something in, so to speak, in, in, the, in, the, in the issues of the posse. Even though it's not, not much directly. So the Rambam learned, says Rav Kook, and he substantiated that the Rambam saw the Loises Roe. Of course, the Rambam knew what the Mishnah Lamelech is saying, that Loises Roe is talking about the prohibition to the, to the Am Yisrael, but the Rambam doesn't understand why does it say Loshan Rabin? We could say Loshan Yofi too, just like Bashmita. So therefore, the Rambam learned to the individual we're addressing. We must be speaking about the Dovra Hanizra, the Dvorim Hanizroim. So therefore, that's incorporating also, that's the cloud the Rambam means, and therefore we're incorporating also the Elam. And the Torah had to go on to say the others Belosh and Rabbim, in order we shouldn't be mistaken, and therefore I have to enumerate it, etc., etc. And he speaks about it in the Tshuva. Those who are interested can see Shalosh Tshuva's Mishmat Koyin, Simon Peches, I saw it tonight, but time doesn't allow it to go into it. Listen to what the Rabbi Shabbos says. Now, you see, very I just, why am I introducing all of this? That you see that already Baruch Hashem, Benes, like I say, the Sam already dealt with the Losh and Yochad and Losh and now, Rabbi Chover going says as follows. He basically brings and substantiates many halachas in relation to Shemitah that the halachas of Shemitah are addressed to the individual. The individual who owns a field, right? So there's a halacha that he's not allowed to do or whatever we said he's not allowed to do, etc., etc. And also the halachas which are derived from what is found in this Pasuk, also relates only to the individual in his own field. For instance, he gives you a for instance, and with this he reconciles, this I possibly years ago we mentioned this somehow, and with this he reconciles a kasha of Teisvis in many different places, Rishit Srabenu Tam. Let's take this, a shtikl here, a shtikl. The Torah says as follows, Now Rashi is of the opinion, there's a lengthy Ramban, which deals with Rashi and it disagrees with Rashi. Uh, Rashi learns, uh, basically Rashi says, let's take a look at the Rashi, Torah says, if there is a, 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 the rule is that we have to make our fields, you can't express any ownership, right? You don't own the fields, you have to make them free for all. So the Torah says, if there is an area in your field which you didn't, you, 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 you secure, you, 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 gate, you place a gate around it, you secure it, you, you fenced it in, right? So you are, the rule is, no, you have no right to eat from it. You have to make it free, free for all. And when you make it free for all, just like everybody else, so then with that you're not expressing, demonstrating any ownership, so that's fine. Then you can benefit from it, and you can appreciate it. And that's what Torah is basically saying. Nizirech, I'll take a look at the Rashi, page 696, the third line from the bottom. Rashi says, 
take a look. Loy Sixer says Rashi. Li is machzik boy kishar kotzir. Ela hefkir yir like oil has to be free for all. And then he says nizirecha shein zarta vehifrashte beneyodim ayem v'loyif kartem. If there's an area in your field which you separated others from and you didn't make it free for all, loy sifter, you have no right to eat from it. Only when I move, you have to, you have right to eat only to benefit and appreciate and use, even though it's your field initially. Only if you made it free for all. And once you've made it free for all, it's fine. And like Rashi goes on to say in Pesach Vav, Shabbos Ha'oretz Lachem La'ochla, You can't eat from what is fenced in, what you placed in your indoor, in your home, right? If everybody's able to derive and appreciate it, then you can appreciate it. End it. But according to Rashi, it's very clear, says the Ramban, and this is the opinion of uh, of the uh, Chinuch, by the way, the Sefer Achinuch in the Mitzvahs and Parshas Bahar says this is the opinion of Rashi, and this is also the opinion of Rashi in Misech Yevom Mitzav Kuf Chof Beis, and the opinion of Rashi in Misech Tzukat of Lametes, and in other places. And that is, according to Rashi, there's no prohibition to eat. In other words, there's no Isra Achila. It never becomes prohibited to consume Perishvius if it is fenced in. Make it free for all who need it. Quoting, but there is a, a rabbis of Shorashi, there is an opinion quoted in Rashi in Mesechti Yevamistav Kufchov Beis. And that's also the opinion of Rabbi Lutam and the Toysvis in Yevamistav Kufchov Beis, which, by the way, is the last daf in Mesechti Yevamist. And also the Toysvis is in Mesechti Sukkot of Lamates, that's Shitz Rabbi Lutam, and Shitz of Rabbis of Shorashi. And that is, according to this opinion, and that is the Shitz of Ramban of the Chumash. And people, Mephorshim, already raised an issue with the Ramban. Here he seems to. Uh, dis- uh, uh, disagree with the, with the Rashi, and over there he agrees with the Rashi, and Mesechta Yevamas, etc. Whatever. But many Rishonim follow this opinion, and that is, there's actually a prohibition <coughs> that if there is Shomel, if there is something fenced in, there's no way that will become permitted. You fenced it in, in the year of Shviz, it, pro- it remains prohibited. There's no way you can derive benefit from it. Okay? In other words, you can't use it, you can't consume it. It's also Ba'achilah. That's Shittas, uh, Shittas Rabbois of Shorashi, that's Shittas Rabbeinu Tam, in many places in the Toysavis, and that's the way they explain the Gemara, etc., etc., but there's an expression in the Gemara, which they argue exactly what the Gemara means. End it. Now that's the Shittah of the Ramban and the Chumash on the spot. The Chinuch introduces the Shittah, it brings it to our attention. Uh, now, Toysavis therefore asks, what's going on? According to that, there's anything which is in the year of Shemitah, in the sabbatical year, there's... If there's something fenced in, there's an Israel right? There's a Torah prohibits based on this postdoc. says, if you fenced it in, there's a prohibition to eat it. It's not going to help you to release it to make it free for all. There's an Israel on that food. If so, the Gemara says in the that the Shemre Svich in Bishvis, who pays them? Bishvis. In other words, in the sabbatical year, we have to bring a carbon oimer. You have to bring the Shtehalecha. Where do you bring it from? You have to bring it from the newly grown grain. Right? Where do you have newly grown grain in the Shtasa Shviz? It's Svichin. It's the aftergrowth. Now, because nothing grows, so how, will we, how do we secure that the Besamikdash has grain for the Oimer and the Shtehalecha? For Sviras Oimer, right? For the Oimer brought on the 16th of Nisan. And the Shtehalecha on Shvuas. So the Gemara says that there were Shemri Svichi, Bezdin, appointed Shemri, watchmen, and they watched over the Svichin that people should come and eat it. 
asks Tosfos, according to what we just concluded, that there's a prohibition to eat it. If it's fenced in, if it's shomor, right? If it's fenced in. So there's no way you can make, even if you make a hefker, it's not going to help you. The Torah says, and upon that, there's an Israchiva. So how can we say that we have the Svich and the aftergrowth on Shvi is watched by these watchmen and they get paid by the Bezdin, etc., by the Lishka, the Lishka. How can, how can that work? How can we? There's a halacha as follows, based on the Gemara, Gemara says in many places, based on a Posik. So it says, Mimashke Yisroel. Mimashke Yisroel means, so the Posik basically alludes to this halacha, the Gemara says, that whatever is permitted for a Yisroel, for a commoner to drink or eat, that is allowed to be brought on the altar on the Mizbeah. But if something is prohibited for a commonity, someone who's not a koyim, you can't bring it on the korban base. Someone, if it's also for you to eat, you can't bring it as a korban on the base amidah. You must be sure. But fizeh, how can you bring these smichim, which were fenced in on the sabbatical year for the korban oimber and the shteyalech? No one's allowed to eat it according to Rabbi Yitzchak, according to Rabbi Yisrael Rashi. It's also ba'achila, so it should be also for the base amidah based on the halacha of Mimashki Yisrael. Answers Tosfos. Many answers, many answers. There are many answers given, but the general answer just to go on, right? It's not the give what all the different answers of Tosfos, but Tosfos is Pashat Matrik. Tosfos in different places say, call many different Biyuri, and the Rishonim deal with it. One of the answers are that really it was fenced in not so much to keep human beings from eating from it, it was basically to keep the animals from trampling it, right? And it was just brought to the awareness of the public. That this is for the need of the Besamikdosh, but not actually being having it fenced in kept the people away from eating it. It would still remain free for all. It was just, so to speak, like a general notice. You know, just beware, so to speak, beware. This is set aside for the Besamikdosh so that just self understood that people won't eat from it. And it was fenced in in order for the animals not to trample it, etc. One of the answers. And Tosh's answers in many different places. The Ica. But definitely we see from Tosh's, Tosh's is under the impression, listen, Tosh's is under the impression. That we have something in Shvis, in a sabbatical year, that even though there is a field which is owned, there's a privately owned field, but once it makes it free for all, there is a halacha which relates to every year, to Claudius Yisroel. That anybody, right? Anybody who just fences in any section of that field becomes prohibited to, to, to consume of it, right? Like we just said. That's why the Shemri speaking, he understands that it becomes prohibited to eat. The Rogat Shover goes on and on and he brings many halachas. So this is just an example of a halacha to show us that the halacha of Shviz is an individual halacha. It relates and it's addressed to the individuals. And he says, Bevada, the halacha which we derive from the Pasuk Ves, in vain is Yerecha that you're not allowed to to pick the the grapes off the vine, which from this we derive that only, you're not allowed to fence it in, only you have to be free for all, it can be nizirecha, it can be like a nausea, separated from anyone. And if it is, it becomes prohibited to eat. That's a prohibition for the owner of the field, for that individual yid. Right? So therefore, your field, if you fence it in, you have a problem. It becomes prohibited to eat. But what happens if your field was made free for all? And someone out of the street, Bezdin comes around, appoints Shomrim, and they come to this field which is free for all, and they fence in in order that there should be something available for Oymer and Alechem. The halacha wasn't addressed to them, Bechlau. The halacha is only for the individual owner. What did you say? No, the halacha is up to The You know what the Rogachavar does. He goes that way. No, the halacha is That's exactly what he says. He says, 
Toysmus was under the impression that this is a general aloha of every eat, that we have a aloha in Shmis, which relates to Claudius Royal. So he says, nothing to do. How can I look Claudius Royal? It's an individual. Take all the halachis or halachis for the bailing. It's a halacha for the bailing. The owners of the field, Akkadish Baruch doesn't want that the owners of the field should demonstrate their personal ownership. So once you get. Please. End it. So I'm just, this is just an example of a halachi introduced, which is a novel reconciliation for this shah. He says it's a Torah, and he also says it's in a response I saw tonight, in another response, which you also reconcile. says it's Kasha, that when he says no, it has no connection to Shemir Svichim. They're not the owners of the field. No problem. Okay, let's go on. Then he goes on to say, I'm, not gonna, I'm, I'm, not, I'm just scratching the surface. He says, all the lavin of Shemitah refer to individuals and also the positive mitzvahs of Vishav Sahoret Shabbos Lashem, even though it seems to say it general, like there's a general rule, Vishav Sahoret. He says also the essing, the positive uh, uh, mitzvahs also refrain, relate to individuals and he brings substantiation. Let's move on. <clears throat> let's go on because we have five minutes left and we're going to finish on time. Hopefully, yeah, give me another five minutes. Where's my tea? Amen. It's cold, so there's no Shiloh, Kedai Ravi, so Kedai Berdei Achilles Pras, It's cold. The Kedai Yisrael used to do it that way, right? Or they drank it down when it was hot, and they burnt their mouth. But I okay, well, not ready, so it's cool now. I can take my time. I mean, I can do it quick. Excuse me, you can all help yourself. Take a cup of tea, or a cold cup of water. I'm sorry, it's not nice. You want me to share it with someone? <laughs> okay. New personal brother. That's what he says. He says, I don't have a portion, but I'll give all the gazach. That's what you have. Okay, so now we know why it says Lashin Yochit, yeah? All of a sudden, the Kodesh Baruch changes the, the grammatical text, right? The grammar. So I'm speaking plural. Now, what happens in Yovel? A Kodesh Baruch says, take a look at Kodesh Baruch says in the Yovel, uh, page 696, Hashem says count 49 days, 49 years. Then in Pesach test, Hashem says, you should blow the sound of Shefer, and the tenth of the month, and your keeper you should sound the Shefer. Okay? The Torah says, you should sanctify that year. What occurs? So the Yovel, in addition that Yovel has all the halachas of Shemitah, as the Torah goes on to enumerate, in addition, there are additional halachas in Yehudah. And that is number one, we have to sanctify that year, right? Exactly how that's done and expressed is questionable. Rashi says that the actual beginning of the year, as Rosh Hashanah comes in, so they make Kiddush, they have to make Kaddish the Chodesh, exactly if they do it over a cup, or they to make a bracha, all this is all dealt with in other places. Rashi says, and they say, and then the Gemara goes on, the Torah goes on to say, right? Free for all. All the slaves go back, go free. Right? Avodim Nirtsoim, even those which were meant to stay on. Right? Yoivel is a time that all everybody goes back home. Then another halacha. Vishavtem ish elachuzosoi, vishal mishpachtoi teshuvu. Right? Everybody, everything is returned. If you sold the field, or if you sold certain types of houses as the Torah goes on to enumerate, right? The Torah says edifices, etc. Torah says if these fields were sold before the Yoivel under all circumstances, when it comes to Yehovah, they go back to their original owner. Clear possible. And this is not just a positive mitzvah. The Torah goes on to say, according to at least according to Rashi and other Rishonim, the Torah goes on to say, there may even be a negative prohibition, transgression involved, because the Torah goes on to say, says Rashi, page 700, Rashi says, this is a loisese, 
This is refers to the year of Yovet. And that is, Litein lav al chazorei sodeis lebailim b'yovet. There's also not just a positive mitzvah, there's also a negative transgression. If one withholds and doesn't return it back to the original owner, the fields, so he's also transgressing. Which is, like I say, it's anyway beyond him because it's afkata de malka. It's a, it's beyond, in other words, if he likes it or not, we pull it out of him, we extract it from him, it goes back to the original owner without any cost, etc., etc. All the details are found in the Rambam and in the Sefer Okay. Now, according to Das Chachomim, everything starts, when does Yovel start? Yovel starts, like it says in the Torah, it says in the Torah, Yovel starts, You get it? So Yovel starts from Rim Kippur. Everything starts from Yom Kippur. What starts from Yom Kippur? Listen. The, we, we sound the show for Yom Kippur. We free the slaves of Yom Kippur. No freeing of slaves before Yom Kippur. We also, all the returning of the fields go back on Yom Kippur. Okay? Get it? Everything is, starts from Yom Kippur. How about Yoivils? Not plowing, not sowing. Working on the land. Right? Yoivil. When does that start? Now listen here. According to some Rishonim, they want to claim that Adas Rabbonon, it's possible that that may also start from Yom Kippur. It may start from Yom Kippur. There's a Ritva, which from the Ritva it seems that way. There is also a Svas Emes, who wants to say that way in Empirish Amishnai Slaoramba. Not Empirish Amishnai Slaoramba, but in general, Adas Chachomim. Whatever, there's room to argue at least that Adas Chachomim, just like it's obvious in the Gemara, that what when is it activated? When does Yovel get off the ground? And that is in relation to the freeing of the slaves and returning of the land and the sounding of the shofar, which is definitely according to the Gemara and according to the Chachomim, from Yom Kippur. There's even room to argue. That's, that's simple, but there's room to argue. That even the prohibition of working and sowing and pruning also starts from Yom Kippur. Which according to that... Even though Yovel is a sequence to the sabbatical year, there will be nine days of emptiness, of heter, of permission to sow and plow. So the sabbatical year you can't sow and plow and you can't prune, right? In the Yovel year you can't, but if everything according to the Chacham starts from Yom Kippur, so then there's eight days, there's from Rosh Hashanah, between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Unless there is the concept, and that's exactly what others claim, the Pnei Yeshua claims, according to the Chachamim, that there's a halacha of Toysvis Shviz, so there's also Toysvis Yovel. That is, we also have additional time, we have to add, and, and we proceed, we start in advance, we stretch out, and we have to start in advance the year of the Shemitah, we also start in advance the year of the Yovel, so therefore, according to the Chachamim, it could be prohibited. What is relevant to us is Rabbi Yechanan, Rabbi Yish, the other day. There is another opinion. And guess what? The halach is like the other opinion. The halach is like Rabbi Shmuel, the son of Rabbi Yochanan ben Broiko. And that is recorded in the Rambam, and Yochanan Shemitah ben Yovel Perik Sefer Achinuch also records it. And that's the way we pass it. What is his opinion? Listen. His opinion is as follows. He says, it says in the Mishnah, Be'echad betishrei reish ha'shona l'shmitim u'l'yovles. That's what the Mishnah says. Asks the Gemara, 
Is Rosh Hashanah lo yoyva? What are you talking about? It says mefurish b'havarta shefer trua b'chodesh ashri b'asar l'chodesh. That yoyva starts on Yom Kippur on the tenth of that month of Tishrei. What are you saying, Rosh Hashanah? Is Rosh Hashanah lo yoyvles? Answers the Gemara for Rabbi Shmuel b'noi shal Rabbi Yechonah ben Brekah. In other words, the Gemara asks this question, and the Gemara answers. The Mishnah follows with Rabbi Shmuel b'noi shal Rabbi Yechonah ben Brekah. Rabbi Shmuel, the son of Rabbi Yechonah ben Brekah. He is of the opinion that there are two stages when we release this slave. He initially, we discussed that years ago, yeah, many times. That is, he's, that on the Rosh Hashanah, he, is, he still remains in the, in the master's home, but the master is not allowed to subjugate him, he's not allowed to make him work for him, right? And he takes it easy, and he relaxes, and he, and he feasts, etc., right? Yom Kippur, when we sound the shofar, that's when he goes home. And the Gemara says, and the Gemara says, that's when, and that's what the Raman Paskins Mefurish, the Raman says so, and the, the, based on what Rabbi Shmuel says, that the same applies for the fields, according to Rabbi Shmuel, just like in relation to the, to the Eved. In other words, he's released, but he doesn't actually go home. He's not free. He just, we can't just subjugate him. We can't make him work for you. But he doesn't go home. He's not totally free. He's freed only later, Yom Kippur. The same, what happens with the fields? Says the Rambam. According to Rabbi Yechonah the fields don't go back into Yom Kippur. It remains by the initial owner. Right? And he says, clearly, Rosh Hashanah does not go back, says the Rambam. And the Gemara says, it goes back on Yom Kippur. So remember this carefully. The fields go back to its original owner on Yom Kippur. Listen carefully now. Listen, Listen carefully. Now, according to Rabbi Shmuel, Bnei Shem, Rabbi Yechonah ben Broika, when, is, when the Mishnah says Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah, is Rosh Hashanah So when you just look at the Gemara, you would say, in what way is it Rosh Hashanah L'Yoyvel? And in what way does it differ than with the Chachomim? The Chachomim say Rosh Hashanah L'Yoyvel is Yom Kippur. If the Mishnah says, is because initially, in principle, we free the slave. And because there are two stages in freeing the slave, so therefore, Rosh Hashanah, the first of Tishrei is Rosh Hashanah for Yavel because we free the slave. Okay? So only in relation to freeing slaves it would seem that according to Rabbi Yechonah Babraki it is Rosh Hashanah Yavel, Rosh Hashanah, the way we know Rosh Hashanah, that's why it's also Rosh Hashanah for Yavel. Why? Because the Jubilee year on Rosh Hashanah will free him. He doesn't go home yet. We'll have to wait for him keep him. How about in relation to all the other halachas? So we said already, in relation to the returning of the fields, it seems like it goes back later, right? Only Yom Kippur. How about everything else? The prohibition of plowing and sowing the field. So the Svasemis wants to say, you look at the Pirush HaMishnai, so the commentary of the Rambam, it would seem possible, there's room to argue, that maybe everything, according to Rabbi Yechim is later. The only thing which starts initially from Rosh Hashanah is what? Is that there's a freeing of the slave, which even in that, Chachamim differ, and everything is Yom Kippur. So there's one thing which differs. But, Listen carefully. The Rogachover definitely doesn't learn that way. And he has the full right. Firstly, he's the Rogachover going, number one. Number two, it's a Mafur Sharashi. And it's a Mafur Sharan. And it's a Mafur Sharitva. In the opinion of Rabbi Shmuel, Benoitcha, Rabbi Yechon, and Broika, they say as follows that definitely they, the Rabbi, Rabbi Shmuel, Benoitcha, Rabbi Yechon, and Broika, and Rachachamim differ in an extreme fashion, in, 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 a, in a major principle. When is Yoivet. When is Rosh Hashanah? 
And that is Chachamim say Rosh Hashanah Yoivin is Yom Kippur. Starts from Yom Kippur. Rabbi Shmuel Ben holds that Rosh Hashanah for Yoivin is Rosh Hashanah is the beginning. What is then? Everything happens then. Rashi says before Rashi. Rashi says and the Mishnah that based on Dal says Rashi. Look how important it is that the quotes of the Rashi's, you know, the Keplach, the deeper Amaschal of Rashi, if you don't pay attention to them, if you pay attention to them, you see how Rashi's telling us something very, very important. Rashi says that from then you're not allowed to start sowing and plowing and working on the field. In other words, the sabbatical year, which Yevil has that status, starts from Echad B'Tishrei. And what is Rashi's Dibur Hamaschil? It doesn't just say it on Shemitin. Rashi says it also on Yoivlus. So Rosh Hashanah for Yoivl, that's important for us now, expresses itself in what? That there's a prohibition to all the halachas of Shemitah apply starting from Rosh Hashanah, from Echad B'Tishrei. Right? It's a Mephurah and it's a Mephurah Also, they say so in the Gemara and they explain it in length. The Ran explains it in length. According to Rashi, it was Pasha to the Mishnah. Maybe he learns it that way based on the Gemara, whatever. So, in conclusion, Rabbi Shmuel, B'nesh, learns that there is an Isur of Avoida Basode. The plowing and the pruning starts from Rosh Hashanah. Okay? When does the field go back to the original owner? It's clear from the Gemara and from the Rambam. Yom Kippur. Says the Rabbi Shavar going. How many Bailim are there for the Soda on Yovel? One or two. Shmarak Kaddish Baruch was speaking to the Am Yisroel. And he's telling the Eden, Yovel, this is a year of Yovel. Don't sow and don't plow. How many people are we talking to? Two, two people. Because from Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur, there's one owner. And he's prohibited to sow and plow the field which is underneath his jurisdiction. Right? Which he bought from Rosh Hashanah, from Alam Betishrei. Yom Kippur, the fields go back to the original owner. And he then, it's still Shnasa Yoiva. So who is that Kodesh Baruch addressing? Both the original owner and the original owner. The new owner and the original owner. So there are two people that Kodesh Baruch was speaking to. The man is partialed. When it comes to Shemitah, it says, Leisikter, Leisizmer, Leisizro, because there's one owner through the field. Of course, it could be partners, but normally, Kodesh Baruch is addressing, speaking to Eden. But when it comes to Yoiva, according to the Halacha, like according to the way we analyzed it, that there are two stages and everything starts from Rosh Hashanah. And then everything, and then there's a transformation on Yom Kippur. So there are two owners on the field. So therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, you should know Yidin, you, you two guys, start from Yoivu. Yoivu starts from Rosh Hashanah, Aleph B'Tishrei, right? And something's going to happen on Yom Kippur. He says, you two, you're Reuven and Shuman. Reuven, who was the owner of the field from Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur. And Shimon, who's the owner of the field from, Shin, from, from Yom Kippur to the rest of the year, is Loisizro, Veloisikzeru, Veloisikzeru, Losherabim. That's why it says Losherabim. Good night. Porsche. It's Pshat. Porsche. No Pshatla. No Pulim. So the Rabbi Shara says Pshat. Shkayach. But you said.